0: My name's Red, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused.
1: Oh, More than the
0: These fools worship Transformers. Decepticons,
2: transform and rise up.
0: with emotions. Robots can die. Arrest.
1: Hey folks, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays, the Fan spin spinoff show where we talk Transformers every time, all the time. I'm Mike, I'll be your host tonight. And joining me this evening are...
2: Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek W.C. Tachi.
0: And this is Justin.
1: Awesome. So yeah, tonight, uh, I don't know if we've ever, have we ever discussed Transformers, like, manga on this show yet? Like, I know we've done Japanese things, but I don't think...
2: I, I think it's mainly been anime, but not, yeah. not actually manga. Yeah.
1: We, we are going to discuss a Transformers manga on the show tonight, and it's actually one of my favorite... Transformers manga mangas is is it manga is a plural too isn't it is it mangas or manga I I think it's just manga
2: yeah there's lots of manga right yes there is there's a manga and there's lots of manga
1: but yeah tonight we are going to be talking about Transformers the Battle of the Stargate which is uh one of the probably the first Transformers manga I ever read and like i, I kind of read it back in the day with a fairly rough translation but like since then you know fans have like you know subbed it more professionally and more probably more accurately but uh yeah i'm I, i've i've got the wiki page in front of me i'm going to i'll read a brief like background on it and then like you know when it was published and then a brief summary of the entire story and then we will discuss it so yeah, uh, Transformers uh, the Battle of the Stargate is a manga written and drawn by uh, Naoto uh, Sushima and uh, was originally published in issues 11 to 14 of Super Robot magazine in 2003. Uh the story is set in the 1990s in bet- like, you know, in theory in between the second season and the third and uh Transformers the movie, uh you know, of the original cartoon. Um fake news. Yeah, no, it, I know. We'll discuss how well that actually works, but yeah, that's that's supposedly where it's supposed to like be set. Um
0: yeah, I had questions about that too. Not yeah, just it's really like, you know,
1: th- there's there's many things that don't add up about that. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in whatever case, um the like, you know, uh Japan like Takara released an official like sort of cartoon continuity timeline and they they placed this in the official timeline. So like they at least consider it canon. So, but, uh, I, I will read a, a brief, the wiki has a brief overview of the entire story, which I will read. It's, it's, it's made, made up of four chapters or four issues, but like, I'm not going to read like, you know, the really in-depth summaries for each issue. I'll just read, uh, the, the uh, you know, the three paragraph overview of the entire story in the mid. In the mid-1990s, the Autobots formally enter into alliance with the United States government and begin sharing their technology with them in a mutually beneficial program. This upsets the socio-political climate of Earth, however. Other world powers like Japan and the Soviet Union object to the alliance and begin plotting with the Decepticons, while many citizens hold anti-Transformer rallies, wishing the robots in their war off the planet. Among the technological advancements that are born from this new partnership is the Trigger, an interstellar uh, teleportation system housed in a space station currently being constructed in Earth orbit, which will help connect the planet to Cybertron. Naturally, however, the Trigger becomes a target for the Decepticons, who stage an attack on it with the help of the Soviet Union. In the process, the villains narrowly avoid being teleported away by the trigger, activated through the heroic efforts of crew member Makoto. The trigger is violently shut down by a blast from Megatron, and the Decepticons are eventually routed by the Autobots. The trigger's activation and sudden deactivation does have one unexpected effect. The ghost of Starscream from over a decade in the future is plucked out of time and dropped into the middle of this conflict. In the months that follow, Starscream's ghost causes havoc during a test run of the new CX Battle Drone, possessing the robot and causing it to run amok, and whispers in the air of his present-day counterpart, leading him to arrange an alliance with the Prime Minister of Japan, which grants the the Decepticons license to gather energy in the country. Using the energon cubes they gather... Starscream's Ghost is able to fuse both himself and his present-day self with the Trigger Space Station, transforming it into a massive, misshapen robot body that he uses to attack Autobots and Decepticons alike. The battle concludes when Megatron and Optimus join forces, and Prime channels the power of the Matrix into Megatron's gun mode for one destructive blast that obliterates Starscream's new body. While the threat is ended, the Transformers are all caught in the backwash of the cosmic explosion and sent tumbling to Earth in flames. So, yeah, that's that's a basic overview of the four issues of the story. And uh, like like I said, I read this probably like not long after it was released, like probably like in like it was released in like 2003 in Japan. And I feel like, like, it, someone got a scan of it by, like, 2005, 2006, and I read some, like, you know, it, it wasn't probably too bad of a translation, but it was a lot sloppier than, like, the official one that, like, you know, we, we found on the internet and read for this issue. And, like, I, I really liked it, and, like, it, it, it this would probably, like, I have a soft spot for this story, and it would probably go on a list of, like, you know, my favorite Transformers stories of all time, even though, you know, there are, like, some problems with it. But you know, I just i there's there's a sort of level of complexity to to it, I guess. That like I don't know, sometimes like the Japanese like stuff like tends to lack, and like I I really do like uh, Naoto Tsushima's art. Like I kind of feel like he's almost like the Japanese like Nick Roach or something. Like where mm. you know he's 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 pretty like technically like you know technically savvy, but he also is very like cartoony and expressive with his art. And like he he's drawn a lot of other things like you know past this that I I enjoy too. But I'm, I'm I assume this is the first time both of you have read this. Is like is it? Yeah, that's true for me. This is the first time I've read it for the the podcast.
0: Me as well.
1: All right. Well, like like Derek, what 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 are your like general thoughts on this? My my
2: general thoughts are: I think this is good. I think Machitama ruined this for me because. That's all I could think of when <laughs> when I was listening. You know, like when I, basically when I was reading to this, all I could do is think back to because because the 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 comparisons you made then I had no reference for. And as I'm reading this, you know, seeing seeing Prime and Megatron do the rival fusion, where he he holds Megatron in the gun form, you know, and and once again, and this is no fault of the manga, but I'm just like. Oh, Starscream and Ghost of Starscream, they team up and they Scream gets ultimate power and fights everyone and I'm just kind of like you know like that that's that's one of those things where it's like unfortunately my uh, my reception of this is that is 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 way past
1: my limits of um Acceptance That's, for the, the Starscream, like, I mean, that was, if you think about it, that was kind of old even when this was originally published, basically. Yeah, like, this is like yeah. probably the third or fourth time it's happened by this point. I think it's interesting, though, that you mentioned the, the complexity of the
2: narrative given, you know, most uh, Japanese. Uh, stories that deal with Transformers because you, you know what it's making me think because you you gave the context of this came out in 2003. I'm kind of like this is probably I think the reason why you have fond memories of it or you know I don't mean to put words in your mouth or anything but like it it, it sounds like to me it, it reminds me of when we were talking about those those Dreamwave comics you know it was like that you you had that thirst for like oh I really want some some more Transformers lore and and new stories and and this probably came out at a period where you you kind of you know took that drink and 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 it was super enjoyable you know
1: in fact i think i read it in like the gulf between dreamwave and idw so ah. i was probably like you know i was starved for like oh man like i didn't think i'd be reading a new like cool like transformers yeah. comic like yeah. so soon
2: i mean the 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 art is is good the the only thing that I, uh, and i guess you know maybe this is just from from an american perspective but i mean to me it has a lot of the same pitfalls that i always see in manga from my perspective which is you know not not so much necessarily that you know you have to read from from right to left and all that kind of stuff but the 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 idea that sometimes i feel like depending on the manga like like some of this stuff this doesn't come up at all like everything's really clear and i can follow the storytelling but then occasionally there are things where i'm just kind of like sometimes i feel like in manga in general sometimes the, the best way i can describe it is the camera is too close to the action, and I'm like, dude, man, pull the fuck out, bro. Like, I I don't, I have no idea what's going on. I can see, like, Prime's nipple, but I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on in context of the story. Like, I, I think one of the things I can point to specifically is when you have... um Makoto right who I don't know if you guys know this or not but uh, Makoto actually translates into the pride of Japan um, he is what I'd like to refer to as a Michikosu, um, because apparently he can do no wrong and he's super duper awesome and he's so <laughs> awesome that he kind of makes me vomit a little uh, but anyway w- when when they first come to rescue him they there he's on, you know, a space station and you find out like the one Russian guy has decided to team up with Megatron and everything. And the only reason why, you know, he kills the other American, I guess, astronauts or scientists or whatever, but the only reason why he doesn't kill Makoto is because he figures, oh, well, he's not American, he's Japanese, we can we can all team up with the Decepticons or whatever. And like there's this moment where It's like you think, oh, man, Makoto's so screwed because, you know, Megatron's coming for him or whatever, and and there's no way he can get out of this. And then all of a sudden, it's like the next shot is of Prime driving up to save him. And I'm like, I get what's going on. Like, I'm not a moron. Like, I get that Prime's driving on this space station. But, like I said, the camera is way too close. And all I can think of is, well, wait a minute. They're in space. Like, where did... How did Prime, you know, like, they don't even, like, it's. I get it's supposed to be a surprise, but it's just like, that's the kind of example, I guess, that I'd refer to in terms of when I think the camera's just way too close up, because it it just feels funny to me, like, that all of a sudden, it's like, great, okay, Prime's driving, I'm like, you guys know you're, It's. it'd be like... Be like if, you know, you're watching Superman 2 and Zod and everybody are on the moon and then they fly off the moon and then all of a sudden there's, like, some trucker that's, like, from... Cannonball run, going woo, and you're just like, wait a minute, like (laughs) what? What is this guy driving on? You know, and then you know, then they pull out, and you see he's driving on, you know, I don't know, uh, space station, you know, eleven or something, or you know, whatever, right? The NASA satellite or some such, but it's just like that that kind of stuff like cracks me up cuz you know it's like it's like they focus on Makoto and he's all oh my god cuz you know Megatron's like right up in his face and then before you know it you know Prime's driving and transforming and I'm kind of like well uh, at first I was wondering like is he driving in on space like do you know what I mean like I was wondering if he was like you know the car cab was just like uh, you know, like if he was pulling like a Jesus thing, like Jesus walks on water. Like, is Prime just like like driving through space because he's Optimus Prime and he's awesome? And then, you know, the the, the more you get an image of it, you kind of realize, oh, I see. Like, if I if I go back and flip back like five pages, I'm kind of like, oh, they're actually on that space station, and I'm like, okay, fine, but it's a little. You know, sometimes, like, that kind of element to it. Or or other than Makoto, I I have to be honest, like, following some of the other human characters was a bit difficult because they'd have these characters that were scientists and stuff, and then they would, like, disappear for, like, 20 pages, and then randomly they'd show back up, and Makoto would be like, Come on, guys! We gotta do it! And I was just kind of like, Wait, there's other human beings here? What? Like since when and then i'd flip back like 20 pages and go oh i guess they were on the the space station too so so there, there you know there there's that kind of element i mean this is all nitpicky stuff like but it's just you know kind of what what i initially noticed as far as like it fitting with with i mean th- i i guess i was trying to hang on to that cuz i i was under the impression that this was some kind of you know, from from the, the the Japanese chronology perspective of of their you know Transformers, like this was something that was supposed to fit in with it. But you know, when I'm first reading it, I'm kind of thinking like, is this an alternate universe? Because I mean, nobody knows about the Decepticons, like or Destrons, like that. That doesn't seem to fit, you know, like, like to me, like, it seems like this is its own little universe or whatever. But then, you know, if if they're trying to say, like, okay, I get it because then you have Starscream's ghost. Well, that means some knowledge of season three. And that would, you know, sort of insinuate that season one and season two happen, given the characters that appear, you know, Perceptor, Hound, you know, like like all these different characters that would have appeared in, in season one and season two. Like, they're really obvious when they're like, gee, I've never seen that space shuttle before. And I'm like, dude, bros, it's Astro Train. And then I flip the page and it's like, I'm Astro Train. And I'm like, see, I knew it. Um, but the point is, like, th- those characters, like, they give a context of the framework, but then you're thinking, like, well, it, it's one of those Dragon Ball Z movie things where I don't care what you say to me, you know, you know, movie one does not fit, you know with with the akira toriyama manga or or the the anime tv show because krillin never met gohan before and in movie 1 krillin got pissed on by gohan and you wouldn't forget getting pissed on by a little kid <laughs> so like There's no way that that movie fits, and I I feel like this is the same thing. Like I'm going to stick to it and hang on to it, and people go, "Oh, you're making too big a deal of it." But it's like, no, man. Like Megatron's master plan. Like I'm sorry, people knew who the fucking Decepticons were. Like, like there's 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 tons of episodes in season one and season two where the Decepticons are known by human beings, especially from the united states i mean maybe you could argue like oh the the japanese didn't know about them before now you know maybe but i i don't know it just that 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 seems kind of yes
1: yes they did remember what's his face uh dr fujiyama the famous Ah, scientist who made nightbird yeah see
2: so yeah so that's ridiculous they all they all knew like there's there's no way they didn't know
1: could the decepticons eavesdrop on us Oh, it's not too likely. Nonetheless, I fear to speak. My invention is a special
0: robot. What? At the risk of seeming boastful, it is the greatest robot ever created by man, which means it is a, a primitive by Autobot standards. That was one of my criticisms I had with this, too. I'm like, well, they had battles all over the planet in Season yeah. 1 and 2. Yeah. What, you're telling me, like, uh, we're just now revealing this. I'm like, how do you keep that a secret? Like, you you can't. Like, okay, so the Autobots and Decepticons were, like, fighting in the North Pole. Like, I can understand keeping that a secret because, like, no one knew except maybe, like, Spike, right? But, like, when they're, like, in South America fighting the Insecticons, like, the Insecticons were, like, eating shit up all over the planet. Like, how do you keep that a secret? You don't. You, you and don't. Then, and then that. the other thing.
2: I was like that hot girl from Peru that Spike hung out with. Like, she told everybody.
0: And then the other thing was kind of, like, making me scratch my head is, like, they mentioned the Soviet Union. And I'm like, okay, when does this take place? Because the Soviet Union fell, I think, the end of 1991. And then Mike is reading his little uh, synopsis and like, in the mid-90s. And I'm like, well, that can't be the mid-90s. And this was written in... When was this written? Two thousand
1: five. So two thousand three. Yeah. Well, I was gonna oh. say, what didn't they mention the Soviet Union in season three of like the cartoon? Like they like I think people have speculated the Soviet Union never broke up in like G one cartoon continuity. So mm-hmm. maybe this is like a reference to that, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's just a coincidence.
0: Well, if it's furthering that reference, like I I would be okay with that. But it, like that was one of those things that had me scratching my head early on. I was like. Wait a minute.
2: I guess it's kind of interesting too, because because you're like I was thinking of things like like Godzilla, right? Where you, that you have the infamous thing and the American dub. You know, the the Russian guy launches the missiles at the U.S. in the in the Japanese version, he heroically tries to save them by launching the missiles at Godzilla or some shit, right? So you're like, well, that that's two different perspectives on on the Soviet Union or on Russia right and and in this though it, it is very straightforward it's like the the russian guys like hey we're teaming up with the decepticons you know like and that's that i mean i mean you can argue maybe the prime minister of japan was in on the whole thing and he was but then there are other japanese characters like makoto and and the i think there was another I forget that one other scientist, I think that was helping them train with the, the robot or whatever. And and they all kind of look at the prime minister and like, you should be ashamed of yourself, you know, like, and, and that distinguishes, right. It's not, it's like, okay, he's a crooked politician who, who got caught with his hand in the cookie jar or whatever. Right. But that doesn't, Sort of extend to the mass populace, whereas in this case, like at, at least as far as Soviet Union and Russia is concerned, like that's a blanket. Like there, there's no there's no redeeming um, October Guard characters, or there's no there's no Rocket Red who's like, ah, comrade. Like not all the Russians are bad, you know, Tavorish or whatever. Like it's not, you know, no Colossus, no, no, nothing like that. So it's just straight up like they are. They teamed up with the Decepticons. Like they suck.
1: It's it's almost kind of like what they've done in IDW in the like later years of the first like continuity where they made alliances with like Transformers regardless of allegiance or whatever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. China was like fielding like the Predacons and like yeah. you know like, it's an interesting mm-hmm. idea one thing I did want to bring up was humans get killed like in this series, like by Decepticons and whatever. But I feel like it's it's a lot like better than it would be like in Dreamwave or whatever. Because like I never, I never got when when you have like especially in the Dreamwave comics when a Transformer kills a human, it's like oh he picks up a human and squishes him like in his hand or whatever. But like when you think about it, it's like it's like if one of us, like, picked up a caterpillar and, like, squished it and went, like, yeah! And, but, like, we wouldn't be like that. We'd be like, ew, gross! Like, like whenever a human dies in this, it's usually because, like, Megatron, like, vaporized them or whatever. Like, so, like, I always kind of, like, appreciated that.
2: I, I almost feel like Makoto's, like, a precursor to even though I've never seen any of these movies, but, like, I'm 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 just going by what my you know what I understand through osmosis, but I kind of feel like uh, he's he's Sam from the Bayverse movies almost, like because the, 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 don't the humans like effectively like destroy Decepticons and like you know take out like yeah. characters yeah. and stuff like that, and and I I, I just was to me it's like. I, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why I wouldn't like watching those movies, because that feels like an anathema to me. And and I, I feel like Makoto, it, it, it's one of those, like, weird anime manga things where it's like, Makoto owns the fuck out of the Decepticons, but then he really doesn't. And it's like, but still, he kind of does, you know, like, it's like, it's like that moment where he, like, pins them all to the electromagnetic thing and he boots them out of the fucking space station. It's like, yeah, they recover from that. But I mean, he totally owns them, you know. Like, and and then the 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 whole thing about you know you've got Starscream with this godlike you know uh, battle suit or whatever, and and he totally like pones him in that too. Even though he's like, you stupid human, but he's like, guess what, Starscream? I totally designed the space station, and I had the off switch, you know. And it's just like i don't know like it's like like that that aspect of this like i think it, it it has nothing to do with preconceived notions or anything it just it just seemed a little you know like like i i guess i get it but also i i kind of i'm i'm removed enough from it like i have no nostalgia and i have no uh you know I guess, love for Makoto. It's not like I'm like, dude, he wins like that because he's Makoto, bro. Like, I can't use the because Superman excuse with Makoto. Like, it doesn't apply here for me. So I can kind of point out that it's like, yeah, this is, you know, like, like, or, or like, I don't know, the, the the moment where it's like, Prime, I thought you were dead. It's like, I am fine, Makoto. And it's like, well, are, are you going to be fine, Prime? It's like, you know, are are you going to be okay? I will now that I have the friendship and love of you, Makoto to totally (laughs) like come back and team up with Megatron and save the day. Cause if you didn't send me nice, cute, like greeting cards with hugs and kisses, I would have been doomed. But thankfully you totally sent them to me. So now I will roll out and save the universe. And I'm just going to like, you know what? Like, you know, spare me. Like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, it's just like, it's funny how like, it's like with the encouragement from Makoto, I will go on like fighting. And I'm just like, all right, Prime, like you're kind of selling this a bit thick. Like this, I, I think you'd be fine without Makoto, but that's just me.
1: I, I guess I'm, I'm okay with it just cause I feel like the, More or less the same thing happens with, like, Spike and Chip and all those Mm. characters in the cartoon. So, I mean, like, you know, maybe not as, like, you know, Japanese, like, super, you know, spirit, like, power or whatever. But, like, you know, basically the same. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I like mayonnaise.
2: I like mustard. But, man, like, there's just... This is slobbered on really, really thick. Like, I'm like, where's the meat? You, you're drowning the bread. It's like you you accidentally like you meant to pour a little bit of mayonnaise and you'd like drop the whole goddamn jar on the bread. And I'm like, whoa! This is just too
1: much. And I was like, I guess in what you were saying about the movies or whatever, like, I again, I guess I'm forgiving of it just because like Makoto is using like, you know, the, the, the Cybertronian technology like basically to beat them. Like, you okay. know, he, okay. he like dumps them and you know he magnetizes them and he dumps them in the barrel of a giant rail gun basically yeah. so like you know it's not yeah, like that's like in that's those fair. movies it's like they're killing Decepticons with like assault rifles and whatever so I'm like that's where you know But no, no, I get you though. It is a, it is a bit much. I I think it's a very Japanese thing. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, like you, it's just something like I kind of accepted where I was kind of I mean, I mean, you'd
2: probably, you'd probably get me to be more nostalgic about like Kicker and Energon than Makoto. But I mean, it, it probably a similar principle, right? Like that, that he's the one guy that, You know, runs around with all the Transformers and gives them inspiration and and gets to actually, you know, take out Decepticons all on his own and that kind of thing. You, You know what was not spoiled for me that like unlike the, you know, the rival fusion thing you described that was in Machidima and all that stuff? The thing I thought was super awesome that was not spoiled that I've never seen done before and was totally original to me is what I'm going to call the Prime Trailer Smash, which should totally be in a video game. Like, if there was a Transformers fighting game, like, Prime should totally do this move where it's like he he drives up and then – or he, like, runs up and then he turns into the car and then he, like – he's in cab mode, but he – he grabs a hold of, like, a, a bar or something, but then the entire trailer comes out, and he slams the trailer into into the dude's face. I was like, that's, like, that battle between Prime and Megatron in Japan, like, like you know, it had callbacks to more than meets the eye with the 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 mace and the axe and all that stuff, but I, I thought that was really cool. Like Like, I get why you like this. You know what I mean? Like, I can see, especially given the time frame it came out and when you were exposed to it, like, I can see why this was, like, super awesome.
1: I also like again, like it, it wouldn't after reading a lot of other like Transformers manga and like, you know, just knowing in general like the Japanese like kinda like take on Transformers. I, I appreciate that like now Naoto uh Tsushima kinda make sure to distinguish like the other characters too. like, I think everyone is characterized pretty clearly. Like, and he he finds roles for like even characters who are like even minor characters where I like when, um, for example, like, you know, he has the scientific summit, like in Japan and like, who goes to it? Perceptor, hound and beachcomber. Mm. Like they're all like people who would be interested in what they're like, you know, they're talking about at that summit and then, like, you've got, like, when he's, tr- like, they, they, they have them train with the, the X-9 drone or whatever. And uh, he brings, like, Blue Streak, and he's kind of like, you know, w- Blue Streak, how would you improve their targeting? And it's like, Blue Streak's a gunner. So, like, I mean, that that's, like, you know, that's not by accident. Like, he picked yeah, all the yeah, characters. They, and then they have, like, Wheeljack
2: and Ratchet talking about, yeah. like, refining the, the actual, you know, construction of the... The bot or whatever, yeah. So that, yeah, I, that 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 does track. Like the characterizations seem on point. I mean, it, it's funny how like Bumblebee's the complainer in that scenario. I don't, I don't know exactly what he was there for, but
1: Justin, what do you, what do you think of this? Like in general,
0: I thought it was fun. You know, like when I started reading it, I kind of like Derek. I had flashbacks to the Machinima discussions that we've had, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I kind of remember some of this now. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Can we kind of talk about the art? Because I thought... I like the art, but I I think it took me a while to get used to it. And specifically, like, the Transformers' faces. Like, they're very... I know this will sound stupid, but, like, they're very manga. And I know that sounds stupid because, like, dude, bro, this is a manga. What are you talking about? But, like, (laughs) they're super expressive, and I'm just not used to that. Like, I guess... Because this was set in like a G1 continuity. I guess I was thinking of like. You know. G1 animation style faces. And stuff. But like. I mean Megatron has some super like. Manga expressive faces. Where he's like. You know. Super evil. Or angry. Or. You know. Yelling at Starscream or something. I thought that was a little off-putting at first. But I eventually got with it. Because you know. I mean. I've read lots of manga. I just. I just wasn't expecting all these like expressive faces on transformers characters but you know going back to some uh previous statements like i thought that battle with prime and megatron in japan was really great especially when it goes underwater and stuff like i thought that was really well done um some of the character models were a little off you mentioned Perceptor at that conference like i just kind of glanced at it and i was like oh there's mirage and then they're like "Perceptor, what do you think and i was like but what, like, and I kind of like squinted at it. I was like, "Oh, that is Perceptor." I, I, I totally thought that was Mirage, and then, like, Prime's character model. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe you can clear this up. Were they like basing it on some kind of new toy or something? Because it, it feels a little bit off from like the G one like cartoon style. I don't think so.
1: I think um, like. <sighs> Masterpiece Optimus Prime was still. I don't know if he was released by this point, but I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like the you know the artists kind of like stylized them all to his liking, basically. So it's probably
2: is. Is it me? Like like I, I, I feel like I read something on the wiki or or somewhere where it said something about this also somehow link to robots in disguise somehow like like yeah is see. it is it me or does it, uh, like tying into what justin's saying like is it me or does does the manga head of prime look more like the prime
1: head and like fire you know, convoy yeah
2: fire convoy a little I, bit I,
1: like angular yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know i mean i'm, I'm just see, trying to like tie the, it together the thing with that is like i said like Takara released this, like, complete timeline of, like, Transformers for their continuity, like, years and years ago, and basically they retconned, or maybe they always had planned this, that Car Robots is part of, like, G1 continuity, and that's how this ending, like, kind of, this ending is sort of supposed to, like, set that up, where... It's like all the transformers get caught in that explosion and it's kind of like the first Dreamwave series where they all like crash back to Earth and are like hidden like or whatever and they all like get knocked offline and they said while everyone is knocked offline like the the team's led by Fire Convoy and like Gigatron come to Earth and then like all of car robots takes place and then at some point after that like every like all the G one Transformers reawaken and start up again, and then it gets to like Transformers the movie. So is I mean, that... I'm sure there's a million holes in that. Like, yeah, yeah, timeline, that,
2: but... that that that's fine. I mean, just trying to give it the benefit of the doubt without tearing it down. Like, is that supposed to insinuate? Like, like would that somehow make up for like like because ultimately they they defeat. Starscream and the ghost of Starscream in this, right? So you presume he's either dead or defeated. But uh, like my thought was, you know, why would Megatron let him back in the army after this? You know what I mean? Like 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 it's it's one thing to try and succeed. It's another thing to try and fail, right? Like and and not that there's been multiple times where that happened in the cartoon either, but it was just like to me this seemed like this this would be can't amount to Transformers the movie level like I'm going to blow you away Starscream type thing and then but I guess because they were what all offline for so long and then came back like that's
1: yeah me. well it's it's it, this is one of those things where it's like you know Hasbro insisting that like you know Transformers Prime War for Cybertron mm. and like rescue bots are all on the same right, continuity right, like right. It, it's like you it, they can't possibly they can't possibly like, be yeah you, 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 you know
2: what else I you know what else I was thinking of remember when the, the this will this will only make sense to people who listen to mobile suit Mondays but remember how you said something about I don't get how certain powers work and it'd be like if you shot a basketball out of your chest so that moment when when Starscream as the you know sort of primus looking space station starts shooting asteroids out of his chest i was like sitting there going oh this is what mike's talking about basketball's coming out of your chest like <laughs> asteroids, that's, that's,
0: yeah. yeah that's
1: that's
2: exactly what i was ba- thinking
1: Asteroids.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: that that whole car robots fits in the g1 thing has always gave me a massive headache like i don't know why they insisted on that because i mean you guys know me like i'm a continuity guy and i'm always talking about like you know <laughs> comic book continuity or star trek continuity and figuring stuff out but like that makes absolutely no sense it just like drives me crazy like trying to figure that shit out i don't yeah, I mean i
1: don't i don't i don't think this they're they're assuming this. like well right away it's like you're assuming then that the like japanese timeline is assuming that fire convoy and convoy are two different characters yeah, yeah. so
0: yeah but I, I and if, don't... if if this takes place in the mid nineties like it says and then doesn't car robots take place in like ninety nine or two thousand? So there's like yeah there's like there's like a gap of several years where what, there's no no or very few Transformers run around on Earth?
1: And, and and like i feel like in car robots like no one on Earth knows about the Transformers again, like somehow. Yeah. Everyone keeps having like these massive amnesia events or whatever.
0: Maybe there's, like, a... Uh, maybe there's, like, a faction of Transformers that are, like, the men in black, and they keep going around vaporizing people. <laughs> wiping wiping everyone's memory, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's like, the... W- w- what's uh, Ultra Magnus's, uh police organization or whatever?
1: I don't know. It's, like, Section 7 or something? I don't know. But, uh... I was gonna say, um... And then the, there's the little girl who's like, like oh yeah, you know, someone yeah. someone gave me an artificial leg, like, and I don't, don't that, remember who it was, but is
2: is that is that supposed to
1: be like a
2: a, a sort of like precursor to uh, the the doctor and and daughter in Return of Optimus
1: Prime, maybe? Oh, could be, I guess. I, maybe
0: I, I thought about that when I was reading it. I was like, I wonder if that's like. You know, an homage to that, but they didn't didn't really develop that. It's like, oh, oh, Ratchet, yay. And then I feel like her only point was to be like, you know, be there at that like, protest and be like, Transformers are good because they gave me legs. And you're supposed to be like, yeah, and then she goes away. Well, see that
2: yeah, that's my problem with like other than Makoto, it's like these characters like they they show up and then they're referenced and then they disappear and then and then it's even more confusing. Like to, to me, at least she shows up, makes her point, and goes the fuck away. But there's like <laughs> other characters where they like the, the her father that all of a sudden they cut back to them in the space station with this like fucking der look on their face in the middle of a fight, and I'm like, wait, who the fuck is this again? Like you know, like why are you here?
1: One line I really love in this story is um. Well, I I really love the 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 uh, interactions between Megatron and Starscream mm. in this story, mm. and I love the way they like the new translation of this line. I don't remember what like I originally read, but where you know Starscream and Megatron are kind of le- kind of needling each other, and like uh, Megatron says like Don't be in such a hurry, Starscream. Like Don't worry, you'll die young. And then Starscream's like, just keep that throne warm for me, Megatron. Like, like I love that exchange. Like, that's a good friggin' exchange. You know, you know what my favorite line was
2: is, and this this ties into the whole Japanese continuity. But I, I love how when Starscream gets his ultimate power, he's running around going, you know, I will now be the Emperor of Destruction. And then Megatron's like, no, only only I can be the Emperor of Destruction. That's, that's exclusively, like, my title, motherfucker. Like, you do not take my title from me. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet. Because, you know, that's, that's always how they referred to, like, Galvatron on the Headmasters. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: I I liked it in that battle where, like, you know, Megatron tries to get close to Starscream, and then he fails, and then there's a few pages, and then, like, you forget about Megatron, and then Megatron, like, shows up again, like, and then, but this time he's, like, right next to Starscream's head, and he, like, shoots him in the face with the fusion cannon, like, that's always cool.
0: Whenever I hear the title Emperor of Destruction, I always think back to that Headmasters thing where it's like, the Emperor of Destruction dies by burning Circle of Friendship beans... (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah uh huh. He died in an iceberg. My dream is ruined. Come and help me, somebody quickly. But yeah, like like I said, I mean, I know I mentioned it before when we talked about Combiner Wars, but like I feel like they totally ripped off like the ending here. With, they
2: they did. It, it sucks because I feel like, like I said, that that ruined this for me. Like, and this version of it is like a billion times better than the machinima version i think yeah
0: like little continuity issues aside like i did enjoy reading this like i sat down to read it and then like before i knew it i was like oh that's the end like i I wasn't even like yeah yeah paying attention i was like oh that's oh i kind of wanted some more but it's over
2: yeah it's it's a it's a it's a quick read and not a. Not in a bad way. It it yeah. flows really well and, and it's fun to read and you get caught up and lost in it fairly easily. Yeah.
1: What did you guys – what do you guys think of the concept of – and I, this is – I feel like this is always more of a, like, Japanese thing than a U.S. thing. Like, when – Optimus uses the Matrix as, like, a kind of, like, power-up or whatever. Like, he kind of channels the Matrix through Megatron's gun mode to, like, beat Starscream. But I, I feel like that's always, like, a Japanese thing. Like, like big convoy plugging yeah. the Matrix into his gun or, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, in the U.S., like, the Matrix is usually only used as, like, a life force or, you know, to upgrade people or whatever. But this, you know, in, in Japan, it's more of a kind of generic, like, power-up. I, I guess that's more of
2: an explanation than just. I mean, it, 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 I think the to me it's used to sell the rival fusion, like more so because it's like th- to me. I think of it this way: if if Prime wielding Megatron destroys the the Primus Starscream thing, right? Like couldn't Megatron just have done the same thing without Prime wielding him? Like, like so, to me, it's like, oh, well, without the two of them together and without Prime backing up Megatron's, you know, fusion gun blast with the, the added, you know, I don't know, power-up, as you're calling it, from the Matrix, that, that sells, like, that they have to do it together, you know? So it's like, I, you know, I, I don't know that I... You know, I, I wasn't sitting there going like, oh, I scored through my third creation matrix only makes things, you know, like I, I don't think at that point I was too concerned about that. Like, I was just kind of like, oh, this this sells that they have to, you know, like it could have been something else other than the matrix. But I think that was just an easy go to because everybody recognizes that.
1: So, I mean, like, you know, like I said, I, I have a lot of nostalgic fondness for this story. And, like, I, I, like, Naoto Tsushima, like, he's drawn a couple comics for IDW. He's drawn some a, a, a story I love from the fan club, like, uh, magazines called Alone Together, which is set in the Beast Wars Uprising universe and focuses on Rampage and, like, Transmutate, like, being stranded on this planet together. And I think it has, like, gorgeous art. Cause it's like you know it's his art, but it's like fully like colored with like American like digital coloring and stuff like that. Cool. Like, and, yeah. So like I I would like to see him draw more like things like in the future. Cause like you know he's still up and active. Like you know what else? I'm I'm I gotta go over to his page to see what else he drew. Um, he drew a bunch of like packin comics for like. Uh, you know, toys and whatever, like the you know Transformers classic toys had a bunch of pack-in manga with him, his art. One of the uh one of the Energon like pack-in mini comics had his art. Um, let's see, yeah, he did a few covers for uh, IDW. Uh, he did the Transformers Till All Are One Revolution one shot. And uh oh and he did a Mazinger Z versus Transformers the art on that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've read some okay. of those chapters.
1: Yeah, yeah so like he he's done like a uh, like a uh, numerous things over the years. So I really I really would like to see more of his art somewhere. Well,
2: maybe if if Viz keeps pumping out those those officially US translated versions, I mean, we might get at least some things translated yeah, like or some more, of, the more, later more stuff, of it, yeah. yeah.
1: And oh, he also drew um the Transformers animated like comic adaptation or manga adaptation in Japan. So I think I, I posted it before, but that cool ass shot of like Rodimus like shooting his like bow and arrow like that's his. Okay. His, like, our, yeah. okay. yeah, I mean this is like a like I, I this was on my list of things for to get you guys to read like for a while now and like because I I felt I felt like you know. It's like, it's something like, I wish I could find the original, like, translation of what, like, when I read it. Because I feel like, you know, it was back in the heady days of 2005, where it's probably like, Megatron was like, fuck
0: you, Starscream. Nice, or whatever, nice. like,
1: he's, like, he's like, you ass way. In fact, I'm pretty sure when, like, that the Russian yeah. double agent, like, betrays Makoto, Makoto's like, like, you son of a bitch, or something like <laughs> this. You know, something really, like... I'm going to fucking kill you. like, Dylan, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Even, even the little girl is like, Leave fucking Optimus Prime alone, you fucking fucking. <laughs> Stop being a bunch of ass wipes. They gave me new legs.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Starscream sitting there at the end, like all bruised and broken and everything. After the big battle, he's like, cough. Ass wipe.
1: Cough. Asswipe. <laughs> yeah, in fact, like when that when that one doctor like turns to the disgraced like Japanese mm. prime minister, who's like you asswipe.
2: <laughs> you sir, you sir are an asswipe. He's <laughs> like oh.
1: But uh. yes, yeah. So like Battle of the Stargate. Yeah, like it's it's it would go on like a list of maybe my top like fifteen or twenty favorite Transformers stories of all time. Like even i mean, like I said, the, and like we've discussed, there are flaws and stuff. But I just you know I have nostalgic love yeah. for it. And I, I think it's generally good. I think like several in, un, inferior stories took ideas from it and executed them in a less exciting manner. So like in the like later on. So agreed. Any final thoughts on this, so, Justin? Or, do you want to do you want to rant at all? How this doesn't make any sense in the timeline?
0: No, I got that. That must yeah, I think yeah.
2: Yeah, this doesn't make any sense in the timeline. This doesn't life. make any sense, no. curlin remembers getting pissed on by Gohan. That's that's my <laughs> final thought.
1: Awesome. All right, well then, Derek, why don't you do the uh, usual thing?
2: All right, if you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you want to talk more about Transformers manga with us, you can send us emails at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. To check out the backlog of Transformers Tuesday's episodes, head on over to fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. We can be streamed on all kinds of media. We can be found on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, We're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets,
1: DMs, all that kind of good stuff. We appreciate it. So thanks for listening. And yeah. All right, then. Uh, this is Mike saying thank you, Makoto, for giving us the strength to finish this podcast.
2: This is Derek, Derek WC. Without Makoto, I don't know how we would have gotten through this podcast. Signing off.
0: This is Justin signing off. That's why. <laughs>
1: That's why.
2: Scream, you fucking (laughs) asswipe.
1: Megatron! Now! Instead of, like, you know, when that badass panel of Optimus, like, holding Megatron's gun mode or whatever, instead of, like, you know, doing the usual, like, you know, Japanese thing of like, you know, grant me the power to defend the earth or whatever. See, you know you know, since it's He's like, fuck off, you fucking asshead like
2: Since Since it's written you can't appreciate the awesomeness, but it's kinda like two Daleks annoyingly speaking to one another. Can you imagine (laughs) the ghost of Starscream and Starscream talking to one another? Where they're like, Hey Starscream, what Starscream? Let's team up. Oh boy, (laughs) let's
0: you know like Seek, low cake, exterminate, <laughs> Daleks are supreme. We are supreme. Oh. Now, now just layer that like five or six different times. And you're just like, I remember Derek was watching like, I think it was one of those 60s Daleks episodes yeah. or something. You were like, oh my God. There was that in the the, the Peter Cushing
2: movie where oh, they have, yeah, like, yeah, they have yeah. like a 10 minute conversation. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck, man?
1: So I'm trying, I'm trying to get the tally now of how many times Starscream's like obtained ultimate power. And well, let's see, we got
2: under right? Under
1: base. Then generation two, when he merges with the war world, okay. then, then probably th- this is probably like the third time. Okay. Then like, maybe I'd go to like Cybertron Starscream, like okay. absorbing the planet keys and like growing yeah. to like giant yeah. size or whatever. Then uh, let's see what else. Uh, then oh, uh, Combiner Wars, where he becomes a big freaking floating head, or like shrieking floating orgasm head, or whatever he was like there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. like si- si- just Cyber- recently, Cyberverse. Cyberverse, he becomes another giant floating yeah. head. Yeah. Like yeah, so yeah.
2: that's at least that's at least six times,
1: and yeah. we probably missed some. So. Yeah, we missed some probably, but it's a, it's an idea they like going back to.